This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Welcome to Consignment Heroes. We are live in studio at the Zoomerplex here in Liberty Village. Our phone lines are open. You can give us a call if you have something you'd like a free assessment on. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty. And what sort of stuff are we talking about? Well, maybe it's old coins or gold and silver, statues, art, fine china, antique toys, sports memorabilia, old advertising pieces. Maybe it's a record collection. Anything that you own you might think has some special value, this show is for you. You can call in and have an expert tell you what you might be looking at in terms of dollars and cents. That expert is one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada. He's Paul Kenny. He's sitting right beside me. Good to see you. How you doing, Ben? Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, Bogey's not back yet. He's uh, still in Thailand. And I'm looking at you, and you sure you're in Florida? You have not... (laughs) Where's the suntan? I don't know. I always say milk doesn't tan, but I know I don't have a tan at all. I left just as pale as I came back. This is true. Yes. Both my my daughter, one 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 wanted it, wanted your job. Bogart wanted your job. Everyone was trying to sit in the big seat there, right? Eh? Yeah, well, I was gone for a long time. Yeah, you were gone for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and you were gone for a long time. And you still don't have a tan. I don't. Yeah, but I told you I was trapped in a renovation, right? So we bought a place in Florida, and so you know, while my wife is out enjoying the beach and shopping and having lunches and massages, I, you know, I'm chipping out tile and on the main floor and and, and so you work. working. Yeah, of course. Well, that's my fantasy, right? I always I like to stay busy. You're a pretty high-strung guy. I like to be busy all the time. I'm going to buy you a dictionary. Yes. And we're going to pull out the page that says vacation on it. No. And so that you can read the definition. It's really hard. I did go on a cruise. I was on a seven-day cruise. So even though I still don't have a tan, but we went to, like, Jamaica, the Cayman Islands, all that sort of stuff. Still no tan, though. They had yeah. no sun. What would you do? Fix their kitchen in the, in the cruise ship? <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I worked in the kitchen on the cruise ship. That's right. Okay, yeah. No, we had a lot of people. Uh, like I said, my daughter was in last week. I heard and, you did a great job, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, this week people came into the store. We had a packed week. Yesterday we were jammed in the store, and we had uh, a person brought in something I'd forgotten about. Some of the old play sets. Mm. They brought in some of those, uh, uh, the Marx Brothers. And people, not not Marx Brothers, but not the Marx Brothers Groucho. Marx Brothers was a toy company in the 60s. And this set, the one set they brought in, is probably going to be worth about $500. Pretty cool. No, I didn't know it at the time. I, I actually, they... We were so busy, I asked him, said, just leave your stuff here, and I will get to it on Monday. And then I dealt with all the other people. But I was there, like, until almost 7.30 last night doing my research and pricing up stuff. But it was like, sometimes we forget. When I talk about people having a million dollars in their basement, yes. sometimes it's just a small lottery win. Sometimes it, you know, it's a $5,000. you are getting second prize or 10th or tenth prize, yeah. and it's a $5,000 rhyme that people have in their basements. And sometimes it's the toys that we forget. We just think that old thing. And I don't know how many times I hear that, that 
they they bring me their their prized possession. I said, well, you bought this for five thousand dollars, and now it's worth two. But this thing over in the corner that you played with as a kid is now worth because no one saved him. This uh, uh, little banjo man is worth two hundred. Is worth twenty five thousand dollars, type of thing. Yeah, and people are always a little bit surprised with that. Like the person brought in this week. You know, you know, baseball and hockey cards. You know, they used to come in five cent packs. Yes, sometimes okay. with gum, depending on the brand. But yeah. Okay. So a person brings in an unopened box of Superman from, I think it was 1966. Mm. Okay. So this is worth, this is made by the Opeachy Company, I think, in, um, in London, Ontario. So this is worth almost $3,000. Okay. An unopened box of five cents each pack, and it was in nice shape and stuff like that. Yeah. But we have a lot of listeners, I know, that either worked for Opeachy down there or got stuff and they like old variety store owners and stuff like that and the stuff's in their basement and they, at the end of the season they just left it sit down there. Now the gum's no good. I'm telling people not to eat the gum. Yeah. But these packs are worth a lot of money. And some it's it's also the other hockey and baseball cards. Like a nineteen eighty you know Gretzky, you've heard of Gretzky, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Baseball player, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Wayne Gretzky <laughs> in nineteen eighty Opeachy box is worth approximately twenty thousand dollars. What? An unopened box of 48 packs is worth $20,000. And not only that, but I'd be paying you probably eighteen on it. Wow. It's, that's why, it's that bankable. Eh? It's it that bankable. Wow. This is why, uh, and we're not looking to buy it off you for 2000 sell over $20,000. The more money that I can sell it for, because we're consignment heroes, the more money I get for the customer, the more money I do make, but the more money the customer makes as well. But it's twenty thousand dollars. A box of nineteen fifty two unopened, which are up here, mm. that might be worth half a million. Wow! As for crazy. gum cards, for crazy hockey and baseball cards. So I'm just saying, this is some of the things that the people brought in this week. That stuff they they had in their basement, you know, or their dad had. Sometimes they actually collected it back then and just kept it like that. Yeah. But most of the time, it's like it's almost like a mistake. You know, someone just let it sit there. You know what I mean? And they discover it years later they when they're cleaning it. it out. Maybe they're selling a house. Who knows? Yeah. 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 No. So the, the, and the cards, and it's like the comic books as well. People don't have to think about comic books, you know, and I always mention them every week. I says, because it's a million dollar comic. One million, uh, one comic just sold for 3.2 million US. Wow. For one comic book. Okay. So that is a lottery win. And I'm saying, I'm just all over this country, I know there's 20 of those comic books in somebody's basement or an attic or stuffed away somewhere. And a, a 52 Mantle just sold for like $800,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the, those that. are up here in Canada. The reason those are so rare is they were distributed here in Canada. So you're saying people look alive, get motivated, find those items. Yeah. Somewhere in someone's basement, there might be literally a few million dollars worth of stuff or whatever. There's many, many baseball and card sets out of the United States. They look like little tobacco cards and stuff. Mm. Their cards are worth 2000 3000 apiece. If you have 100 times 3000 do we have a calculator anywhere here? That's I, I got it. Lots of money. That's lots, what I'm hearing. Yeah. Lots of money. You know, so I'm just saying that this is some of the stuff that I want people to go out there. And, and we're, we're not looking to buy it. Like these, I'm, I want to, uh, you know those road shows that go along? And they say that they're buying. Uh, what do you mean, like uh, not antique roadshow, the TV show? You're no, talking no, about no. like they they blow through town. They say we're looking for your gold, silver, your collectible comics, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So they're in town, and they go to a Legion Hall, or they go to a hotel, and they're gone here one month, and you don't see them again for six months. Well, a friend of mine actually went. This is exactly what he brought in. He brought in one, two, two gold chains, one gold ring, and five silver dollars. Okay, they offered him. Okay. 
$464 for what was worth $1,521. Wow. Okay, now this is an actual, actual, he has it all documented. He actually took pictures of the items, took pictures of everything just to prove it. He said, this is what he says, on the on the silver dollars, I, they just weren't paying. I mean, these are, or he brought into two different places. One place, and, and like the difference is, is what, and I buy it off this guy, and I make money. Amazing. This, said he, this is what he would pay around these road shows. Because they're looking, they won't give you the price over the phone. We'll give you the price over the phone. We'll say, here what we're calling. And that's why I'm saying, anyone's out there listening, if you're thinking about going to one of these road shows, go, but take down my number, uh, 647 298 And when you're standing right in front of that guy and he's giving you his price, call me and I will tell you what I will pay for the exactly the same thing on the spot and I'm not afraid of my prices. And if he's willing to pay you more, sell it to him. This but, is a pretty big guarantee. This is a I, sales insurance clause. You give them their phone number so they're negotiating. They go, wait a second, I got to call my guy and, just and he'll ask. give me a second opinion. If you tell me that you've got 19 silver dollars, it'll take me two seconds to say the price of silver is this right now. Here's what I'll pay you without even seeing them. If they're silver dollars, they're 1966 and before, I will pay you this much. And I can figure out the number right now. I haven't got a calculator. Say the phone number again because people go, this might be valuable information. Yeah, this is 647-298-8989. And you can send me a picture or you can just call me up and say, Paul, what would you pay me for this right now? And I will tell you. Sometimes I can't, but I'll give you. You're going to make a lot of friends. There's a lot of people got your number right now. They're going to call yeah. you all the time. No, I, don't, I only want, no, I want mainly to call me if they need advice on the spot. And if I don't answer right away, so it's because someone else is calling me in probably one of these road shows. But you should call and just get the, you only get a chance to sell this once. Always get two opinions. Yeah. It's really good if mine is one of the opinions. And if the other guy wants to pay you more, by all means, sell it to them. I'm not, I can't buy everything in the world, okay? And we can't handle everything. But if I'm <laughs> paying you more, it's probably worth it to come and see me. Yeah, well, you always hear about seller's remorse and buyer's remorse. Yeah. Although well, lately, I've, I've been thinking, I feel personally that when you don't buy, there's also major remorse, especially when it comes to like something rare that only, you know, if you miss out on buying something special or unique, or if you're, if you're a comic book collector and you say, I'm not paying that, that's too much. Well, you oh. might never in your lifetime get a chance to buy it again. I find that's more painful, especially well, with real estate, right? If it's your dream house, you can go, I'm not going to pay that. Well, guess what? It's sold now and you're never going to get it. Yeah. Your phone's yeah. ringing now. You, I know yeah. you can't, <laughs> I should say this to folks. Please don't call me right now. I'm on the air. <laughs> well, I you told can, you your phone's going to ring. Yeah. Call the, uh, the station number and I can do this. Okay. During this one hour, call this number 416-360-0740. We should get to some callers. Zoomer radio. Let's go. Our first caller is going to be Laura in Guelph. Laura, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. What do you got? What I have is a, um, an old Kodak camera from 1930, and it has a gold seal on the side saying it's a 50th anniversary edition. Is it worth anything? No. Uh, Kodak no was way. A, uh, yeah, you can't even get the film now. I don't, I don't know. You probably can get the film somewhere. But the Kodak, no. Uh, people buy them as for 5 and $10. Sometimes the, um, some of these old Kodaks used to make, uh, that's how people made postcards, real action, real um, photo postcards of spots. 
and they, they oh, used okay. a Kodak film, and they used the Kodak cam- cameras, and you've, you've seen them, and then they'd mail them off as postcards. The postcards that those cameras made are worth a lot more than the cameras are made. Oh, is that right? Okay. I, we sold okay. some postcards this week for uh, $200. Okay. I just wondered if maybe it was uh, worth anything just as a collectible. Uh, just put up on the shelf and tell your kids, right. Uh, put it right next to your rotary dial phone and tell your grandkids <laughs> that's what we used to use. How's that? Okay. Okay, good. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call, Laura. And if you want to uh, get a quick assessment, our phone number here at the station is 416-360-0740. I should tell you that a very dear friend of mine, he ended up with, uh, he's got Frank Schuster's old house up in Forest Hill. Really? Yeah, and I mention this because Joe Schuster Way is just literally a, a stone's throw from where we're sitting right now. Obviously, okay. the creator of Superman. Yeah. And he says a couple of decades ago, he got a phone call from a distant relative because, you know, they're cousins yeah. or whatever. And they go, I think there was a Superman rendition in that house. Do you mind having a look? And he never found it. And I said, uh, well, how much? I would have been knocking a hammer through the drywall looking for a yeah. potential lost original or one of the early versions of Superman. I mean, uh, that would have been insane. No, no, look in the attics. Everyone looks in the ba- basements are great. But the attics is that creepy place that nobody goes and gets sealed off. I hope, Bob, are you listening? Get in the attic right now. That could be where it is. I had a Superman one. I sold mine for $3,200. and it re- that, I've been following it around, and it recently sold for a little over a million. Very cool. No, Very I, cool. I don't own it. You're missing my point. You were close here. to it, though, is the point. I owned it. I so, I bought, I'm in the buying and selling business. I wish I was in the buying and keeping business that day. <laughs> Our next caller is Barbara in Scarborough. Barbara, how are you? Thank you very much. I have a very fast question. Yep. Do you come in and clear out a whole yes. apartment? Yes. You do? Yes. And is there a charge? Um, well, no, there's two ways of looking at it. It's if, the, if the items in it can be sold and you can recover, we, yeah, okay, I should rephrase this. We take a percentage of what we're selling it for, right? And hopefully that ends up being less than the total amount, so that you right. actually get money as well. Like we did a home, and say it comes out to twelve thousand dollars, we will make um, forty eight hundred, and the rest we'll give to you, and that covers advertising, uh, dump fees, and as long as there's not too many dump fees, um, and cleaning out. What you're left with is a bare bones, swept clean apartment or house. Wonderful. That sounds great. Now, what do I have to do to start the ball rolling? Call me tomorrow after about 11 because in the morning I'm doing a melt. You can call me at um, at my number I give on the air but, or the store number and just say you were talking to me on the air today. And uh, you can call at 905-737-4653. I'll come and take a look at it. The first half hour I'll give you an assessment. I'll just say, here's what we should or shouldn't do here, and we'll go from there. Okay. And we'll now, give you a night. We'll give you a game plan, and then you can say, "Paul, that's a good game plan," or "Paul, you're an idiot." How's that? <laughs> you know what? That sounds wonderful. Now I'm only planning to get to move out in some, um, May or June. It's better to start now. Um, time is on your side as long as we use it. Right. If you wait until um, April 30th, say, "Paul, where are you?" You know, I might be doing something. It's if we have time planning. That's the best idea. And the sooner we start, we don't have right. to start that day, but as soon as we get the plan going, we're ahead of the game. Okay. Well, and Barbara. It's, it's, um, it's a two bedroom, living room, dining room, family yep. room, sunroom. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say, and, and, and you'll get a lot of expert eyes on it. There's something you see that <laughs> okay, Barbara doesn't you know want. That's wonderful, Paul. I will call you. Um, 
tomorrow or the next day. I'm not sure if I'm going out tomorrow with okay. an appointment. Yeah, I'm, I'm working all this week. And if you're not too far away, I try and go out to the same areas. The same. I try and combine two or three trips at one time, through two or three calls. Yeah. And uh, to go east one day, west one day, north, south, you know. And would it be too soon to have you come in and check? Oh, no, no. To the, to, time is on our side. Let's use it. Okay? Uh, okay, Paul. So wonderful then. Well, so I'll call tomorrow, and I'll make an appointment with you whenever you're, you're um, in the area. Thank you. And uh, thank you so very, very much. Yeah, Barbara, thanks for your phone call. Bye. I was going to say, the other thing about having sort of an auction on a property where there's things getting rid of is that you get foot traffic, and it makes it very exciting. When I was with you at the estate sale, where were we, in Etobicoke? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I always say that I walked by, I walked down that hallway probably 50 times that day, and I didn't realize until somebody else had purchased it for hundreds of dollars, the gorgeous mirror that was hung there, because there's yeah. so many items and by the time they had said, is this for sale? And I go, wait, whoa, whoa, can we bid yeah. on it? Can we? I didn't see it. I didn't see it till right now. And then everyone gets their eyes on it. But it's amazing what you'll not notice in somebody's house. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Snooze, you lose. Yeah, well, I snoozed that day. Our next caller is going to be uh, Tom in Mississauga. Tom, how are you? Hello. You're Tom. live on Consignment Heroes. Oh, uh, I've got some uh, early books in the 1950s of science fiction. Okay. You know, like Isaac Asimov, Ray Bradbury, and these these type of people with their their hardcover books with with, with jackets on. Is there any? Uh, any yeah, other? first editions of uh, science fiction are good. Um, also, remember the old pulps? They yep. were um, amazing and uh, really bad paper, but great covers. Great, you know, the, they look like comic book covers with the, all the color and everything illustrated. Yeah, the well, pulp. There are jackets on them, so. Okay, if they're first editions, uh, depends on which ones they are. Very, they are saleable. Science fiction is always saleable. Well, let's put it this way: there's a Martian Chronicles, for instance. There's a, uh, a Naked Sun. Uh, Any of them signed? I beg your pardon. It's probably best to give us a list tomorrow. You can send it off to our website. Okay. Uh, or you can just call me tomorrow on uh, when I'm in the store and just give me the list. A couple well, of things we'll be looking for. Way. Let's go that way. I like that way. Personally, yeah. right through. Yeah, and uh, if any of them are signed by the authors, it's always good. And well, I wish it was signed by the author. Well, you <laughs> it remember. would be really good. Yeah, no, no, science fiction always sells. Someone brought me in two books yesterday that actually stumped me. One was an art book out of the uh, about turn of the century, and art books are always very collectible. Mm. Um, science fiction sells. Anything uh, medical books sell, but it has to be specific medical books, or anything with lots of pictures. I was going to say, this early science fiction stuff would be oh, yeah. know, a big draw. A yeah, lot no. of diehard people that follow science fiction, especially like the early versions of the Star Trek series or whatever it might be. Yeah, 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 no. Oh, yeah, but that's... He's talking 50s. Sorry, Star Trek wasn't here. Of course. No, no, I just mean like there's older stuff, even like the old Airstream alien ships and all that old artwork. People love that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, the original art from that, I should also say there are a number of illustrators in Toronto that did the covers for these. A cover for one of these is worth $50,000, $60,000. For some of these pulp magazines or even the original art from some comic book covers and stuff, people have that and they would have bought it and or some of the neighbor left it. There was a lot of Canadian artists here. I think one was uh, Tiny Thompson. He did uh, Rocket Man or something in the 30s. His art is very hard to get. So in a weird way, Canada has sort of a lot of untapped resources. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about Opeechi and cards and uh, original artists that were Canadian. We even mentioned uh, Superman Canadian. Yeah. You know what I mean? All of these artifacts are lying all across this country. Well, I was mentioned, well, I think a couple of weeks ago, about um, 
During the war, there was something that was called Canadian Whites. These were comic books. They're mainly black and white, some bad color on them, that were done up here in Canada. They're very, very rare because you got to remember, we're a small country. We had maybe 10 million people at the war. And there was a blockade on bringing American comic books in here, and they had to make them here. Well, now, because these are so rare, they are very, very collectible. And people look at it, this is just a cheap comic. I mean, extra cheap comic. There's not even color. That's exactly how they were made. There was so much stuff in Toronto that's untapped that people don't know about. And that's why we're trying to do with the show. Tell them to ask us. If it, the worst that happens, they still have their stuff at the end of the, the interview if they bring right. it in. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the best thing is they're walking out with a wad full of money or that we have a plan for them selling it. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So Canadian stuff, smaller market in terms comes to time. These white comics, did we have someone call in looking for those or that had them? I remember somebody called in about these not long ago. Yeah, no, someone called um, because it's uh, but they've sold for five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! And oh you can have goodness. a stack like a stack. That's if you have ten of them. But we also like you say about Opeachy. That the reason Opeachy cards are so popular mainly because of hockey, but the baseball, the run was like five percent of the American run. Right. You know, like we have, I have right now in the store, I have a Babe Ruth card made by Gowdy, but made for the Canadian market. So I'm, specifically, so there it's, it's rarity is way yeah, up there. Sold, what does it go, what does it sell for? What will it sell for somewhere uh, around? The back damage on maybe $1,000. Really? It's oh, oh of, it was on something then, I guess. Yeah, it was glued into a book and, and I'll probably end up taking less, but that's what I'd like to get. I'd always like to get more. Um, <laughs> You're about, open to 10000 Oh, that's kind of you. Okay. Yes, there's no such thing as too high a price if someone's paying me. Fair enough, fair enough. You know. uh, back to the phone lines, and if you'd like to call in to get a free assessment of uh, a collectible heirloom or something you have you think might have some special value, our phone number is 416-360-0740. We should also let you know that Paul Kenny has a store in Richmond Hill. It's located at 10341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. You guys are open tomorrow. Yes, yeah. I, open. I won't be there in the morning because I'm actually... I was so busy in the store yesterday. I mean, I was, we were swamped. We met a lot of nice people. And I apologize it took so long to get to some people. But, and it was neat stuff. You know, the gold and silver is where I make some money, okay? Mm-hmm. But it was the other neat items that were brought in yesterday that I said, boy, I can't wait to research this. You know, and it was like, and to find out if they're all complete and stuff. It's a little kid in me. Remember, like, remember that time we went to um, the, the TV museum here with Moses? Yes. And he took us on the tour. Yes. Do you remember him with the bright eyes? When we walked in the door, he became a kid again. I became a kid again. I mean, we I never got a chance to talk about this, but our last show together before yeah. we left, Moses was listening. I forget what what somebody somebody Claire called tone. in. Claire tone. Somebody I called in know. with a Claire tone, and I get an email out of nowhere from Moses saying, Get me that number, whoever that was that just called in, and we had just missed it by a second, but yeah. he was a potential buyer of whatever yeah. we had quoted on. Yeah. And he had happened to have a gorgeous one in his office. Uh-huh. You know, was it is that a Claire tone in Moses' office? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's amazing because I thought it was I thought it was brand new because it looked so streamlined and yeah. almost like a modern Art Deco. It looked like it was Scandinavian designed stereo. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was like 60 years old, mm-hmm. but it's such a showstopper in his office that you never really, you assume it's brand new, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the case. No, no, and, and like when he took his, in, there was stuff in that museum. It was like, like I say, you're never. Marilyn Monroe's bedside television yes, is yeah. in there. Yeah, and the first. Elvis tel- Presley's kitchen television is in, in there. there. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And it, was, and it was so well done, but no, but I thought Moses is a collector deep down. It's like, you saw his eyes just. He was enthused about it. Yeah. And this is where 
even I felt yesterday with some of the toys from the 60s. I don't go back that far. But I was like, I couldn't wait to play with some of the stuff. That was brought into my store yesterday. I hear you. I hear you. This ya. is bad. Don't hope my wife's not listening. <laughs> You're just going to be at the office playing with the toys that you bought? Is that what's happening? Yeah, Well, yeah. what struck me, because, I mean, the TV collection here at the museum at the Zoomerplex is so extensive. I mean, it's not like Moses is just, you know, he's not, uh, he hasn't been just lounging around for 30 oh, years. No. I said, where did you find the time to even source one of these? But you're getting the origin stories, how he oh, came yeah. across them. I mean, it was really a, a, a million-dollar tour is what we got. It was oh, fantastic. Yeah. No, no. I learned a lot that day. But I also, someone, and right after that, because we were talking about it, someone brought in a Charlie Chaplin radio. And I, when, when I see Moses later on, I'm going to show him this radio. It was a gift. as a little Zenith um, uh, RCA radio that someone, Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin gifted to a, um, uh, a director. It's oh. all written on, all the provenances there and everything. I just want, I can't wait to show it to him. What is it, a placard to, on it? No, it's, it's, on, it's in a leather case. And it's all written. See, I worry with a guy like Moses. You're going to be like, look at this. He's like, yeah, I got four of them. I yeah, no, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> Our next caller is going to be Jane in Scarborough. Jane, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zoomer Radio. Hi. How you doing? Hi, I'm fine. I have a President's Choice um, collector's train set. What? Yes. How what? old is it? What year is Bob this? Laws? You know what? I don't know, but my actually, I'm phoning for my sister, and I think she has four or five of them. Never been opened. What is this? Is this new? Is this like 1980s? It could very well be. I'd have to see this because President's Choice is a word that could be used in the United States, and it might be something out of the 40s. Uh, I'd have to see who made it. But if it's a 1980s or 1990s made by, I think, President Choice's Loblaws or Galen Weston. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing them online. There's, there, it looks like they did some sort of repop version of it in 1992. Okay, okay. Would you happen to know the scale? Is it HO scale? Oh, my gosh. It, I don't know enough about them. <laughs> oh, yes. HO scale model electric train set. Okay, yeah. So there's many different sets. That are PC brand. She has about four or five of them, I believe. Wow. No, it's never I... been opened. Her husband bought them. He passed away in uh, 25, 2005. So it was quite a waste, I think, before that. Now, he might collect some other stuff as well, because railway sets out of the 40s and 50s, very, very, very collectible. Okay, and there are still people and um, train set enthusiasts. In fact, we did one of um, our TV, one of the Storage Wars shows on train collectibles, and it amazed me at the prices. Um, these things here, I'll buy and I'll, you can consign or I'll buy anything I can make money on. How does that help you? Right. Well, I mean, that's fine. I just wanted to be sure rather than come all the way because we live in Scarborough, so I didn't want to come all the way up there if we, you know, couldn't help her. No, give me a call in the morning. I'll give you the phone. I'll give you the price. If it's if it's something is sealed in the box and brand new, and if brand new, what's well, HO scale? It's going to sell no matter what. There's, yeah. It's always a strong collector's group. Yeah. This model yeah. train. This is, has a number four six two Pacific Express. Yeah. The other one is a collector series. This is in a number seven series. If collector you... series model train set, and it's um, it has. You know, the trains, and also it looks like some kind of a working thing on it. Anything that's in unused, perfect condition is always a lot easier to sell than something that's been dinged, cracked, chipped, or used and the paint coming off. Like, we had a customer uh, client come in this week with some Beatles stuff out of the 60s. 
it was kind of ordinary, but it was really nice condition. Like right. Pin trays that obviously had never been used since 1960. In fact, I commented to her, says, if you find anything else out in this kind of condition, like it never been used. You're a buyer, right? Yeah, I'm a buyer because there's always someone willing wants to buy the best or the finest example of something. Happens with cards and comics and anything like that. Someone always wants unused. And you always wonder about how does something not get used for 70 years? Well, it sits in a basement or a spare bedroom, right? Yes, And yes. you end up with five President's Choice train sets you don't know what to do with. But they're probably, you can, uh, I, Paul, you can probably find a new life in a happy owner for a set like that. Oh, yeah. Or sets like that. Well, that's Sell them back to Galen Weston. Maybe he wants them. Maybe he's missing them from his own childhood. I'm Who knows? I'm related to him somehow. Are you really? Yeah, I think so. No, I'm not getting any of the money, but somehow there's a relationship between our family and his family. We're both Irish. Does it translate to any discount? No, no, no the, money, no. no discount, not even a job, no, nothing. So just the story? Just a well, story. That feels like we're getting ripped off. I so, don't even want to investigate it too much. I'd like to rather just say it and in, in case I can go investigate, it's not true. Oh, I see. You'd rather have the maybe <laughs> the than maybe. the certainty of a no. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Our next caller is going to be Bruce in Goodwood. Am I reading this right? Yep, that's right. Am Just I the only guy? Your, I don't know where no, that is. Oh, no, it's up by Utica, right? Uh, yeah, sort of Uxbridge. Oxford, oh, okay. Utica, yeah. Okay. Welcome. Okay. What do you got? Um, Five-cent piece, can't, Canadian five-cent piece. It looks the, the size of a dime. But, um, 1902, 1906. I saw in the thing in the paper, it was one of those road shows you were talking about where they list things what they're worth i'm sure it was a typo because no no there's there was a 1921 is worth about 50 to 150 thousand dollars just that one and that happens to be in really nice shape in about vg shape where you can't see the crown and stuff they're worth about four to five thousand this is the 1921 five cent piece most of the other ones are worth two to five dollars depending on the silver on um, how what kind of condition they're in but the very worst they are is silver okay yeah. If if you go there, see what they offer, then call me. That's one thing about doing or just come and see us. Yeah. Um, uh, see what they'll pay over the phone. But they run these big ads yeah. and they tell you stuff that no one, there's been, they'll say this is a $100,000 for this card. Well, that's a million-dollar card they're paying yeah. 100000 for. Or they're telling you the, the five-cent piece. Yeah, but there's been there's two known in that kind of condition. It's like talking yeah. about the 1936 dot penny that three hundred thousand mm. yeah, dollars yeah. there's only four of them and the world knows where all four are yeah it's like okay. a stradivarius violin they've all yeah. been sourced they're, they've, you're they're, not going to find two of them in an attic they everyone knows where all of them are yeah. yeah but in the case of your the five cent if you have them in nice condition like a 1948 silver dollar is worth up to about seventeen thousand dollars okay so if someone brought one in in perfect shape we would get it graded for them we do that service and we will tell them what they can get for it, okay? But most of the other silver dollars, we will at least pay the silver content on it. Yeah. And we'll help you with Well, that. Bruce has got a 1902 five-cent piece. Yeah, tell 19- us about this. A 1902, I'd have to look up the price. It's probably a 5 to $8 item in good. If you have it in, 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 in unconditioned, it's probably two, 300 What kind of condition is it in, Bruce? $3. Huh? Yeah. I'd actually have to see it. I hate doing coins yeah, without yeah, no, seeing them. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'll bring them back. I'm in the area. I've got yeah. two or three of them, 1902, 1906, 19... Yeah, come on by and see me, and, uh, you know, what we have we actually give free co- coffee to our customers. <laughs> Pretty good deal. As long as you're in before 9.30 in the morning. No. 
<laughs> so, Bruce, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill on Young, just north of Major Mac. Thanks for your phone call. We're going to go to Carol in Niagara Falls. Carol, how are you? I'm fine. How are you today? Not bad. What do you got? I've got about 80 coins, uh, silver dollars, uh, 50 cent pieces. They're all in those little cardboard things that you have the cellophane that are between it. Yep, yep, yep. Two um, by twos. I think the oldest one I have is a 1940, this American too. I just don't know what to do with all of them. No, we will buy. We can buy them, but I'll give you an idea. Like right now, the price of silver in Canadian is uh, twenty four oh three. Okay, call me a liar. I was thinking twenty four, but okay, twenty four oh three. Twenty four oh four, actually. <laughs> it went up a penny. Huh? No, no, it's the weekend. There's no trading. I just happened to have it right in front of me. I was going to ask you, are you busier because gold and silver prices sort of ticked up the last ten days or so? Yeah. So we were paid times. We're paying you twelve sixty eight per dollar, and if there's anything that's numismatic in it. Now that's two fifty. There's the same amount of silver. I sometimes run through this for people because the a silver dollar has got in Canada has got the same amount of silver as ten dimes. They weigh the same, and oh. two fifty cent piece is the same. So when I'm giving you the price of twelve sixty eight, that is per dollar of face. So what I'm saying is, if you've got, if you had a um, hundred dollars worth of dimes, quarters, fifty cent piece, and dollars, I would pay you twelve hundred and sixty eight dollars today. Wow. I can pay you less. You sound too happy there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's why I'm saying, but these road shows, the same, they're trying to pay you, I don't know, $60, 50 you know, like uh, not the right 60% amount. 60% is what yeah, you're saying. Not Much even less. That, not even that. And this is why I say you only get to sell it once. Now, also, if there's something really good in there, like if you had a $48, I'm not going to buy it off you as silver. I'm going to pay you the numismatic value on it. For those I'm, who are new to this whole world, when you say numismatic value, oh, can you explain yeah. that for people who are going, wait, dive some old coins. What does numismatic mean? In 1949, I would only give you the 1268 because it's got the little ship bomb. Everyone has them. They're as common as dirt. And, and they're I, silver, though. Yeah, but, but yeah. they are silver. So yeah. I'm paying you that value. In 1948, what happened was I think India left uh, the Commonwealth. They got their independence. And we had to change something in the motifs. And the Canadian government was a little bit slow about doing it. And the bottom side, bottom of this is they did not make many 48 silver dollars. Right. They made 35000 Yeah. More people want them than are willing to sell them. And a $48 in just VG shapes were six eight hundred dollars in uncirculated shapes worth $2,000. In MS-65, perfect shapes worth 17000 So numismatic as opposed to silver or gold value is the printed value. When they stamp or issue a coin, there might be some yeah. ab abnormality or rarity, maybe in the mint that it was made at, maybe it's a, a Canadian quarter from 1960 yeah. and the Queen's got two noses and there's only four of them. Well, now you're in the money. That's considered numismatic versus... Well, we just sold one of those. We sold a diving goose, 1967. They printed the goose so it looks like it's diving. It's oh, upside for, down on the water line. Yeah, it's oh, sold that's for $2,000. <laughs> <So, laughs> that's cool. I'll I just mine first before I bring it. No, if you well, come he'll in, check them for you. I mean, he he's swear he's good for his word. He'll, he'll yeah. give you real market values. We try and be transparent. My question was, uh, Carol, are they, are they all before, like, 1965, all of these coins? Let me see. I, I got the 63. Yeah. Okay, that's still in the money because the big switch there from silver to steel happened, what? 67. 67. So anything before 67, he's talking about, there's there's much greater silver value content or okay. silver content value. 
my mother used to be a bank teller, and she used to go back then, bring home the coins every night. We yeah. would take the silver out, yeah. and then bring them back to the bank. I told you I worked with a guy with Sudbury. He'd take his paycheck, take like $1,000 in quarters out from his yep. local bank, spend the weekend going through it, He'd pull out the ones with silver content, return the money on the Monday, sell the yep. ones separately for the silver content. So, Said he made a good living for a while doing that, or a good extra living, I should say. So I hope this bank teller is listening to me right now. Mm-hmm. I have most of them look like they're all before 64. Come on in and see me. Um, you can call me in the morning. I'll tell you exactly what the quote is. We're not afraid. We're not ashamed of our prices. We give our prices over the phone. We'll say, if you bring this in, here's what you'll get, as long as the price doesn't change between now and when you get there. Yeah. Um, we'll say, here's the approximate price. And we stand by it. Okay? Okay. Yeah, so Carol, looks like you're sitting on just over $1,000 worth of coins. Well, So do you love them that much is the question. Give them to my daughters. Yeah. They're coins. Yeah, and sometimes I want, but you also, and I say this a lot of times, when you're passing stuff down to your kids, give them the story. If Tell them what to do and approximate value of the stuff. So they know not to go and put it into a gumball machine. Yeah, so they don't end up using a small Picasso as a place setting, a mat for their plate or something like that. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> but And just, I, I say this a lot, and a lot of people, as we're getting older, we forget stuff. And how many times they, you'll ask, who's that in that photo? Says, I'm not sure. Yeah. It must be a family photo, so it's with the rest of us family, but we're not sure who it is. Who that could be. Oh, you're listening to Simon Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio. We better take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Okay. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live in Liberty Village at the Zoomerplex. I'm Ben Mercer in studio with one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada, Paul Kenny. His store is located at 10,341 Young Street. He's helping people find the sometimes much higher value of their heirlooms or collectibles they've maybe had for decades or generations in some cases. Back to the phone lines. If you'd like to call in, our number is 416-360-0740. Cheryl in Toronto, I'm told that you have a strange collectible, a Beatles collectible. What do you've got? What do you got there? It's a large Beatles um, talcum powder tin. A talcum powder tin. Yep, yep, yep. It has the picture of the Beatles on the front, probably. Yep. They use the same a lot. When the Beatles were such a hit back then, <coughs> excuse me, that they used their motif on a lot, and anyone, they would license it out. The Beatles were good. The Beatles were good marketers. So these tins, but a lot of people, and they used them on, like, talcum powder, little pin trays and everything like that, um, and people are trying to collect it because the Beatles aren't going away. They are one of our, they're the icons of music. A tin like this has probably got to be worth $250, $300, $250 anyway. Wait, um, it, 
I have it. I've looked it up online. Is yours the one where they're standing or just their faces? I think it's just the faces. Okay. I have oh, okay. it with me right now. Okay. Yeah, that um, one looks there, good, too. There's a couple small dents, though. Is one it, in the back, One, I think one in the front. Is the talcum powder still in it? Oh, yes. Now, there's a true collector. On uh, anything like this, this is why people have this stuff in their basement, because beetles are very popular, the stones are popular, and... Like, a, I once had a ticket to the Ed Sullivan show where the Beatles uh, was there. I got $800 for it. Okay. Like, this is a kind of a nice item. Are Is yours uh, Margot of Mayfair? Yes. Yeah, as yeah. you say. So so one in mint condition, it's online. They're asking $1,700 for it. Oh, that seems like a lot. Right. But there's other beat up ones that are selling as low as 50 So it'll really depend on the condition of that. Somewhere in between that. Yeah. So, well, that's a big swing. But, yeah, yeah, somewhere in between that huge swath. But we can actually, in our store, on the Consignment Heroes, we help people get the most money for stuff. Because people trust us. I have, like, on eBay and other and my private buyers, we have, like, I have 20, over 20,000 stars. So we, we can actually market this stuff for you. Is it worth bringing it up then? Oh, yeah. Just come and visit me. Okay. Don't and you might have other that? stuff, too. Do I need an appointment? Uh, for one item, no, I can do that really quickly. Just But when you come in and say it's one item, and I'll push you to the front of the line. Okay. And sometimes we're not, but after yesterday's, uh, we were busy yesterday. It's sometimes you can call. Just check to make sure I'm there. That's okay. the best idea. Okay? Well, if you want Paul's eyes on it, otherwise there is staff, yeah. right? Yeah, but you want your specific eye on an item like this. Yeah, if you yeah. want Bogart's eye, who will just say that's a nice tin, and then <laughs> and look the other way and then go back to his sandwich, No. Uh, if you want me to be there, you better call and just see, make Perfect. sure I'm there. All right. Do you buy China as well? Yes, we do. Okay. And I can help you with that. We took in some sets yesterday, but it was on consignment. I got a nice, beautiful. If someone wants a set of Richelieu, which used to be a gorgeous pattern. Yeah. Okay. And um, it's Royal Dalton, a full set of eight with some servers on it. And, and it's not. we're not talking the prices that Ashley's had. This would have been $3,000. It'll be sold. The whole thing will sell for around $1,000. Okay, yeah. And, but it's all in perfect condition. It all depends. China has to be in good condition if people are going to buy it. Yes, and so, China is very, I mean, some of the stuff so intricate and beautiful. I remember where, where were we and you're like, oh, here, what do you think of this coffee mug? I go, well, it's a little small. I can only get one finger for you. Be careful with it. It's worth 500 U.S. or whatever. I go, why don't you just not okay. hand me stuff like that? Well, we have a set of China right now. Someone brought in last week, Cartier, and it's worth a price. It was about $60,000. It's selling for about 27000 Whoo! And I expected to sell right away because they didn't make it very long. Cartier's an excellent name. Beautiful stuff. It's an end user who's going to pay that kind of money. Can they use that or are they just going to store it? No, no, they can use it. What kind of coffee are you drinking? You're going to need that civet coffee. You know, the the cat makes the mess out of it. It's like $400 a pound. You know what I'm talking about? The civet coffee? No, coffee. I know about that. I'm drinking coffee out of a devil face mug. (laughs) It's not devil face. I was trying to explain. He grabbed a a coffee cup out of the uh, cafeteria here. That's Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool. Sorry. So it's a beautiful coffee mug. It's not the devil. It's Deadpool. It says Marvel on it and everything. Anything that says People would want to buy that if they heard it right now. Somebody goes, oh, really? There's a Deadpool uh, head mug? I'll buy that. I guess I should know that. Anything that says Marvel on it's worth money. Our next caller is Will in Toronto. He's got a collectible dollar bill. What is it? Hey, Will, what's going on, man? Uh, Yes, uh, I have in my possession a $1,000 bill. Oh, okay. And it's 1988. Okay. And I was wondering if it had any value. Yeah, okay. It's funny. I have customers that come in and buy $1,000 bills. They, the last ones were 1988. 
and they buy them off for $1,050 rather than bring them into the bank. And I have customers who want to buy them for that reason, just just buy $1,000 bills. It's pretty cool to have a $1,000 bill. <laughs> well, but, I had 15 of them at one time, but uh, I put the other in the bank and saved one of them for myself. No, no, we have customers who buy them from us, and if you have a 54s, a Devil's Face thousands worth six, seven thousand dollars. Oh boy! No, somebody... how did you end up with fifteen thousand dollars cash? What? What was it? A... Oh, don't. Was it a drug deal? Were you, you selling a Corvette? Know, what I happened? Was selling him a piece of machinery, and he says, "Do you mind taking thousand dollar bills?" So I took fifteen of them off him. Oh, you, cool! I wish you wouldn't say that on the air, but okay. No. <laughs> well, I was curious. There's a lot of cash to be yeah. walking around with. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. People <laughs> do buy. It's easy to store, but the thousand dollar bills—they've stopped making them at the bank. And uh, at the mint, uh, but the older ones are worth a lot more money. And it's thousand dollars. But you know something? If you had a thousand dollar bills from nineteen thirty five and left in the bank, it'd be worth much more than it is as a collectible. Uh-huh. Just the interest rate on it. Uh-huh. So, but some people just want to have them just for show, and it looks good. Like if if I'm doing an ad, I'll spread out ten one thousand dollar bills and say, "Here, we're buying ca- for cash." Eh? And is it uh, always the queens on the thousand? Yeah. Yeah, the, the queens on the thousand. Yeah. All right, so well, if it's in really good shape, you've made fifty dollars on your investment, no, no, I, or, or maybe more. I pay, I, I pay one. T- I only pay thousand twenty. I sell them for a thousand fifty. I have to oh, make no. money. Remember, okay. Ben. The whole theme of this thing is I have to make a little bit. I don't want to retire. Fair but enough. I have to make some money. Fair enough. So there's twenty bucks in it for you. Yeah. But it, they are beautiful. They're nice to oh, own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, our next caller is going to be. It is going to be Caroline in Oakville. Caroline, how are you? Hello. Hi. Welcome to Consignment Heroes. Caroline? Caroline? Hi. I can hear you. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Okay. Welcome to the show. You're live on Zoomer Radio. What have you got? I have a 1914 $5 American coin. Oh. Hello. Is that gold? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's uh, doubles or 20, singles. So that's a half eagle. Yes, it is. Half eagle. No. They're point. Um, uh, they're a little bit less than a quarter of an ounce. Uh, they sell for about we. If it's collect, what year is it? Fourteen. Nineteen fourteen. Ah, okay. On um, and depends on what mint it is as well, and depends on the condition on. Them. This is where it all comes down to condition. Okay. And we'd have to see it. The very least you're going to get is on gold value, and you might get slight numismatic value because everyone loves the American gold. Because a lot of them were melted. It was illegal for Americans to own this stuff. Yeah, they went through a yeah. period. Couldn't yeah. have it, right? The Firestone so, family ended up getting charged because they didn't give their gold up. Isn't that the famous story there? I think the only family that faced allegations that they were holding money or trading on that, that the government clawing back the gold was the Firestone family. Like really? Firestone Tire, yeah. I don't know if they were convicted, but they were charged. Oh, okay. I know this from watching Pawn Stars, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, I didn't read it. I saw it on TV, yeah. I don't have that luxury of time to watch TV. Well, <laughs> I'm a lazy man of leisure. No, I'd be interested in that for sure. Uh, give me a call tomorrow morning, and when I'm at my shop, I can give you a price right over the phone. How's that? Okay. Well, it's a quarter ounce of gold either way. Yeah. So you're looking at what? So we'll call it $400 Canadian right now. Yeah. Easy. Anywhere in the world. That's what that'll yeah. go for. If there's other value to it, if it's in really great shape, then much more in some yeah. cases, yeah. yeah. And if you have any of the American silver, silver dollars, we're always after those as well. Speaking yeah, of coins. I have a, some one-cent pennies and stuff from the 1800s and silver dollars with 50 cents. I'll take a look at them. I can do it all at one time. Uh, the pennies have to be numismatic to be worth anything, and they generally, they're, they're tough slogging. 
you know. Yeah, I know. But bring them in. And, you know, some it doesn't take take me a couple minutes to go through them. If I can't go through them that day, I'll have it by the next day for you. How's that? Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, Caroline, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill. Jackie in Burlington apparently also has a fairly rare coin. Jackie, how are you? I'm just fine, thanks. And how about yourself? Okay, okay. What do you got? Um, I'm enjoying your program every Sunday, and I thought, well, finally I'm going to call. I do have a five-cent nickel for um, 1929. Okay. Ooh, good year to have. No, no, it's not. No, oh, I like it just because you you got a big crash that oh, year. Okay. That that money's seen some things, you know. Yeah, uh, that's the year I was born, so I guess I was crashed. <laughs> oh, that's oh, no. sort of a bad omen, but I understand. Yeah, exciting year in the world, bad financially though. Yeah, a 1925 nickel are worth money, and a 26. There's a variation far and near. 29s we sell them in the store for about a dollar. Oh, really? Um, two dollars is a really nice shape. They come in all the time. Um, not that it was a bad year to be born, but I'm just saying that That's good. there's a lot of them out there. And uh, the nickel, um, and and because it's made on nickel, they end up in good shape. But you go, 1926, it'll go for far six or near six. It'll go up to four or $500, 25 Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess I'm just um, hanging on to it for, um, you know, good luck the year that I was born, and then when we listened to your program, I thought, well, you never know, it may be worth something. I feel like we let her down. She's been a loyal listener. She calls in, we tell her her coin's two bucks. It doesn't seem fair. There might be other things, and no, but it's always good to ask. You know what I mean? She could have said I had 1921. And I do have a U.S. $2 bill. Okay, the $2 bills, because of... Jefferson. uh, It'll have a print year on it. You have to call me on that. But if if they're older, they may right up to about 1979 or so. This is, uh, I believe, 1976. Yes, so 76. We sell them in the store for $5. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, well, that's too bad. And my Wedgwood, I have some black and white Wedgwood. Basalt? Um, or the it, creamer? Yes, to sell. Okay. Um, it's, um, oh, I have a few things. I have, to, I have to look it up, but I know I'm just saving it for, I guess, Sentimental reasons, and uh, it would be a 1970 era. I the hope it's um, uh, the Murray stuff. Give me, you can send me pictures tomorrow. We do buy the Wedgwood, okay. and um, I'll give you some sentimental money. How's that? Well, that sounds good. <laughs> okay, yeah, very good. Um, so that is that's what I'll do, and I know I have it's. Um, Oh, years ago, we used to put cigarettes. I have a cigarette, one that's um, with a little lid, and then um, it could be a sugar bowl or a candy. If you give me a list tomorrow at the store, I can give you a price right over the phone. You know, and an ashtray. Okay. So an ashtray would be part of a set, I guess? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah it makes The sense. lighter's the best part, though, the lighter they collect. What, the big two-pound lighters that would yeah. sit on desks and stuff like that? Thank you, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Jackie, thanks for the phone call. We're going to go to Marianne and Dundas. Marianne, how are you? Fine, thank you. I I have uh, metal soldiers that were uh, my husband's in the late 30s and early 40s. Okay. Uh, I don't know how many they are because they've been boxed for 20 years. Do you still have the boxes? a whole bunch of them. Do you have the boxes with them? No, there's no boxes. I think she means she, they were boxed box. for storage, not boxed box. from the store. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have uh, the soldiers on horses. There's okay. cannons. Are these collectible at all? Yes. Yeah. Probably Britons. Yes, they are. Excuse uh-huh. me one second. I'm going to. 
He's using the cop button? Look at you. I'm a pro. Nice no. guy, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, Britons are very collectible, especially if they have full sets. They came in sets of, in smaller sets of six. The original boxes would add a whole lot to it. Plus, it makes them a lot easier to ID, identify. But I'm glad to see them. They don't have the same bit value they had before, but they're still very collectible. Conrad Black collected them in Metal Soldiers, Lead Soldiers. A lot of people do. Well, they're yeah. beautiful. I mean, yeah. they're beautiful. We have some in the store right now, and they do sell. Um, you'd have to just see them, bring them on down. Um, best of all, if they're in a box already, don't move them because the lead, if you catch on something, if it gets brittle or cold, will break. Oh. They yeah. were all individual. My husband individually wrapped them. Okay. put them in storage. But, uh, no, there were no boxes. How, t- how tall are these? Two inch, three two inch? inches? Yeah, yeah, two inch. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. about two, uh, two or two and a half inches tall. It'll depend on the condition of what sets he has, like the the 1937 Coronation set with all the guards. It goes for five six $600, you mm. know, and some of the battle scenes. So I'd like to see him, bring him on in, and we'll go from there. You well, know? What would, uh, what would a, a Batman car go for? It, oh. The original box, it's not in, uh, the box isn't in great condition. The car's in excellent condition, and all the little uh, bullets are still there. Is it a Corgi or is it a metal one? Corgi. Corgis go for about $150. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, the metal ones go for a lot more. The friction ones that came out of China and Japan. Right. Uh, Batman coins. Anything to do with Batman and, and Superman is so hot right now. And anything from the 40s, 50s, and 60s dealing with those two characters is... Please, I ask people to let us see it, and at least we can give them a choice to say, yes, this is worth $510, or this is worth $9,000. At least then they have a decision whether they want to sell it, or at least they can, if they're passing it down to their kids, they can take a look. Marianne, Uh-oh. thank you for the phone call. And you can go to the store. Again, the store location is 10,341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill. That's 10,341 Young Street. The store number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. We're to try to squeak in a call here. Sebastian oh. Hearn, he's not happy that oh, I'm no, taking no, this no. call. Tyrone in Toronto, we only, we are, we're, we're down to about 30 seconds here. What okay. have you got, man? Look, I've got an uh, old Canadian dollar. 1954. Yep. But it is signed by the um, Australian national cricket team and the West Indies national cricket team. You've got to call, because we're out of time right now, you really have to call me tomorrow. I'll nail down the year what it is. You've got a nice item there. And we will, like in our store, we will, you can consign anything to us. Anything I can make money on, I can, I can. So you're saying he doesn't have to sell it to you. He can list it with you. Yes. Wow. Okay. So it's a 1954 Canadian dollar, obviously paperback, then no, signed by the Australian cricket team. The cricket team is where the they, where, of where course. the money is. Do you know who collects yeah, cricket? Is Charlie Watt from the Rolling Stones collects uh, cricket? Oh, really? Oh no. There's a lot of people who have their own little collections and, and and the offbeat stuff, and that's what we do. We find the right place for it. And I gotta wind it. I want people to come to our store this week. Call us if you have something and make sure, remember that we do buy and sell gold and silver as well. And the store location, I'll give it again, 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill on Young, just north of Major Mac. And I will buy and sell anything. Ooh, Sebastian Hearn, sorry that we pushed the clock. Thank you, thank you. He takes all your calls and looks after us here on the show. Have a great afternoon. Yes, thank you.
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.